This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, Bruchem welcome everyone. We continue in Daf HaShavua. We're learning Meseches Ksuvais, Daf Lamed Gimel Amad Beis. The Gemara try to bring a source that if you have Mamoin and Malkus, you only pay Mamoin. The Gemara says that, the Gemara earlier said that what would Ula, what would Ula do, what would Rabbi Yochanan do with the fact that Choyvel Bechaveroi pays Mamoin and not Malkus? So the Gemara said, well, Choyvel Bechaveroi, the Torah explicitly has Xeris HaKasav that you pay money and you don't get Malkus. Now the Gemara brings another source that you pay money and you don't get Malkus. What's the source? It's talking about people who are in a fight. And clearly, we're talking about a situation where somebody wanted to kill somebody. The Pasuk says, anashim. People were fighting. And they struck a pregnant woman. Now the person did not intend to strike the pregnant woman. But he must have tried to kill someone. Why? Because it says that if he killed the Vladois, if he killed the woman's uh, baby, uh, we're talking about... Um, if you killed the, the baby, Im asain, Im, the, the Pasuk says, Im if you didn't kill the mother, then you pay for the children. However, if you killed the mother, then we kill you. So the Gemara wants to know, well, what happened here? If we didn't warn you, why would we kill you? It must be, we warned you. Okay, now the Gemara uh, made the following presumption, that if we warn you for something which is chamor, it's considered a warning for something which is lenient. And yet the Torah says that if there is no asain, so that means we're, we're assuming that be, clearly we warned you um, not to kill the person. And the proof is because if you killed the woman, then you would be chayiv misa. That means we warned you. Yet, if you didn't kill the woman... We're assuming that warning for something which is chamor would be effective for something which is kal. And even so, if you didn't kill the woman and you killed the babies, you're going to have to pay for the babies. Wait a second, but you're chayiv malkus. Because mosra ledaver chamor is a warning for something which is kal. Warning for something which is chamor is a warning for something which is kal. And even so, even though Mosuladavar Khamar have a Mosuladavar Kal, still you pay money. That indicates that when there's Malkus and Mamoin, by Chavel Bechavero, you pay money. So, Maskafla Ravashi, Ravashi asks, first of all, How do you know that warning sound for something which is Chamor would be a valid warning for something which is lenient? Maybe it's not a good warning. 
And imtim salaymer have, and if you're going to say warning for something which is chamor, is warning for something which is lenient, <coughs> how do you know death is more chamor? Maybe lashes is more chamor. Now, that's very difficult to say. Lashes is actually more chamor. Well, let's see. The Amar Rav, Rav said, If they would have, instead of thrown them into a fire, if they would have tortured them, they would have given in and bowed down to Nebuchadnezzar's Tzalem. So, Nebuchadnezzar presumed, uh, made an idol, and Hanan and Mishav Azariah were willing to give up their life, not to bow down to the idol. However, if they would have been tortured, then they would have uh, succumbed, and they would have bowed down to the idol. So we see torture is worse than death. So the question is, really? Would, in fact, Hanan and Mishav Azariah not have stood up to the challenge? Hanani Mishal Vazari would not have given in? I th- isn't the halacha that a person has to... Uh, isn't the halacha that a person has to give up their life even if they're going to be tortured? I mean, the halacha that you have to give up your life not to serve Avodah isn't it even if they would... even if a person would be tortured? So why are we saying Hanani Mishal Vazari would have succumbed? They wouldn't have done the right thing? So Toysus quotes Rabbeinu Tam that it wasn't a real Avodah and therefore it wasn't really idolatry. And since it wasn't really idolatry, therefore they would have given up their life, but they wouldn't have been willing to be tortured. But in any event, we see torture is worse than death. Says Gemara, no, torture is not necessarily worse Lashes is not necessarily worse than death. Lashes that are unlimited may be worse than death. But a capped malchus is definitely more lenient than death. And we don't differentiate We don't differentiate between Smiting someone, if there is a, um, if it's finite, to hitting someone that's infinite. In other words, we understand, understand torture might be worse than death, but that's unlimited torture, not limited torture. And now we have another question. So again, the proof we're trying to use is that clearly we want the person that they, that if they kill, that they're going to die. And yet, in a situation where they don't kill, then they pay money. Why do they pay money? What about the fact that ain loikin o and the warning for the warning for the uh, misa should be effective for the malchus? So says the Gemara, Maskafla Rabbi Yaakov Minahar Pocket. Rabbi Yaakov from Nahar Pocket asks, Hani Khalarabanan, the Amri Nefesh Mamish. This is all fine and good according to the rabbis that say that if you kill the woman, then we kill you. So then clearly we warned you for Misa. 
But Ella the Rebbe, the Amar Mamain, but according to Rebbe, then Miskavin, Lara Gazev, is Pater. And Taka, if you kill the woman when you didn't intend to, we don't kill you, but rather you pay money. So then there's no Hechrach, there's not, nothing forcing us to say that we warned you for Misa. So how do we know? So that, then it comes out. If you kill the woman, you pay money. If you don't kill the woman, then you play for her children. But ha- that doesn't necessarily prove that when there's Malchus and Mama and you pay money, because she w- you wouldn't get Malchus, because we never warned you. So according to Rebbe, who says, Nefesh Mamish, excuse me, according to Rebbe that says Mamain, there's no proof, because there's no warning. So we have no proof that by Choyvel B'chaviroi, you pay money and not Malchus. Rav Yaakov from Nahar Pakad said in the name of Rava, this is the proof that the Pasuk says, if two people are fighting, and one man hits his friend with a stone or a fist, and he doesn't die, and he falls into his sick bed. So Im Yakum, if he gets up, and he walks outside, Al Mishantoy on his own strength, Vini Kahamake, then the one who hit him is innocent. Right? It's talking about a guy, he punches his friend, and uh, the friend goes into a sick bed. So if he gets out of the sick bed, the person who hit him is innocent. Says Gemara, what would you what would you think? You give him the death penalty? Would I ever think that this guy should walk on the street and the accused is killed? Why do you need to say that if the person, if the victim is walking around, we don't kill the perpetrator? Why would you think he'd kill him? He didn't, hurt, he didn't kill anyone. But rather, this teaches shachoyv shenoisai. We put him in jail. Ve'imis, if the person who he assaulted dies, kalinanle, we kill the perpetrator. Ve'iloimis, and if he doesn't die, then shivta yitain, you have to pay sheves his loss of work, verapa yirape, and doctor bills. Now, hechidami, idulai asrube, if you didn't warn him before he punched the guy, then why if the person dies, will we kill the attacker, Amai Mikdal? So it must be, we warned him, And that means, if we warn him that if he kills the person, he's Chayv Misa, that means we're warning him, if he doesn't kill the person, he's going to get Malkus. By definition, warning someone for the more strict Offense uh, is a, a valid warning for the more lenient. Amar Achman and the Merciful One said that if you don't kill him, you don't get Malkus, but rather Shivto Yitin Vrapa Yirape, you pay Shavas and you pay Roy Ripoy. So this is a Raya that by Choyvel Bechavero you pay money and you don't get Malkus. Says Gemara Maskafla Ravashi, Ravashi asked, Memai de Mosul Davachamar have Mosul Davachal. How do you know warning someone for a more strict punishment is a valid warning for a more lenient punishment? Dilmaloi Havi. 
Maybe it's not so. And even if you want to say warning someone for a more strict punishment is a valid warning for a more lenient punishment, how do you know that Misa is more Chamor? Malkus Chamor, maybe lashes is more Chamor. Rav, as Rav said, had they tortured and lashed, they would have bowed down to the idol. So Amar Lei, Rav Sama, Rav Asi, Rav Ashi, Rav Sama, the son of Rav Asi, said to Rav Ashi, Rav Sama, Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi, what are you talking about? There's a difference between unlimited lashes and limited lashes. You didn't differentiate between hitting someone endlessly and hitting somebody that does not, that has a, um, a cap. But now the Gemara has another question. You want to prove that the situation of Imyakum vis Halich Bachotz is talking about he kill, uh, he hits someone and we put him in jail and if the person dies, we're going to kill him. Which obviously means he was warned. Maybe we put him in jail even if he wasn't warned. And the reason we put him in jail is because he may have he killed Beshoigeg. He was never warned. Maybe he killed Beshoigeg. And we put him in jail because if the person who he hits dies... We're not going to kill him. We're going to send him into Galas. And if he doesn't die, then it's not a case of Malchus and Mammon because we never warned him. Meaning the whole proof that he was warned is because we put him in jail. And we're assuming if we put him in jail, it's because maybe we're going to have to kill him. But that's only if he killed Bemezid. Maybe we put him in jail. And he wasn't warned. We're going to put him in jail for killing Beshoigig. Says Gemara, Mask of Mori, Bemezid. How do you know? We're talking about a situation where he killed Bemezid, and therefore he was warned. Venika Mektala, and when it says if the person who he hit is healthy, he's he doesn't. We don't kill the perpetrator. Dilma Beshoigig. Maybe we're talking about a case where he killed Beshoigig, and he's exempt. Meaning, maybe he hit Beshoigig, and if the person he hits survives, so then he goes free, not from, we're not saying that we don't kill him. Of course we don't kill him, he was never warned. Maybe it means that we don't uh, put him in galos. Maybe venika is mi galos. So Gemara says kasha, it's taka question. Okay, so now we're going back to the original question. The Mishnah in the beginning of Elonara said, these women have a knas, which indicate if you rape a woman you, who's a nara, she gets a knas. And the Mishnah says in Masech Makos that she gets lashes. So the question is, so what is it? Is it lashes or is it knas? So we have two answers. Ula says it's knas. Ula says it's knas. I, the Mishnah Makos, talking about when there's no knas. How? She's a bagaras, a mafuta, a shaita. Rabbi Yochanan says, you get lashes. What is our Mishnah talking about in Ksubis? When you don't warn them. 
Rish Lakish Amar, Rish Lakish gives the third answer. Hamani Rameir. The Tano over here is Rameir. Rameir holds Takaloiko Mashalim. You get both punishments. You get lashes and you pay money. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, then why in Elu Naros do we say only these Naros get a Knas? But if you, let's say you lived with your sister, which is only a Chayve Krisus, but later on it says if you live with your daughter, you don't get a Knas. Doesn't Rameir hold that um, just like Loiko Meshalem, so too Mesu Meshalem? Says Gemara, E. Rameir, if it's Rameir, Afilu Bito Inami, even if it's Bito, you should pay. Even if it's Bito, you should. Even bitay, you should pay knas. Elamai v'chitema rameir loike mishalem isle. Maybe you'll say rameir only holds you get lashes and you pay. Mesu mishalem lesle, but dying and paying he doesn't hold. Maybe rameir only holds loike mishalem, but mesu mishalem. He doesn't hold. Maybe he holds miso will patter you from mamain, but we know he doesn't. We know Rameir holds mesu mishalim v'loy. We learned v'hatani. We learned in a brayza ganav v'tavach v'shabbos. Let's say you steal and you shecht on Shabbos. So normally, if you steal and shecht, you're chayiv dalad v'hei. But here, you shecht it on Shabbos, so you're chayiv misa. Normally, if you shecht for avodizar, you chayv misa. It's a form of idolatry. Or, so you would expect that you should be pater. Or ganav shar haniskal. If you steal a shar which was needed to get skila for, let's say, it was worshipped as avodizara v'tavchay. Then in all these cases, mishalim tashlumayar b'avachamisha, you pay four and five, even though you're chayv misa. So we see Rameir holds Mace Umeshalim. So you can't say the Mishnah is Rameir, because why would Rameir say that by Bito you don't pay a Knas, but Rameir holds Mace Umeshalim? Says the Gemara. You know why? Really, it's Rameir. And Rameir holds Enoi Meisu Meshalem. You know why in this case of Ganav v'Tavach v'Shabbos Yerchayev? Ha'it Marala Amar Av Yaakov Amar Av Yochanan Ba'Amar La Amar Av Yirmi Amar Av Shemen Lakish Rabbi Avin Rabbi La V'Chol Chavrusa Mishmed Rabbi Yochanan Amri B'Toyveya Chayedeyacher. It's talking about where. It was shechted through someone else. Someone else shechted it for you. The Ganav commanded a shliach to shecht it. So therefore, normally Rameir holds, Enoi Mesu Meshalim. Here you're Mesu Meshalim. Why? The Toiveach is Chayiv Misa, and the Ganav pays for. Says Gemara, because the shliach 
be it a sinner, and the Mishaleach is going to pay Dalad Vehei? How could that be? Ain't Shleach the Gemara says, no, this is the exception to the rule. Here we have a special Xeris HaKosov, Yeshliach Advar Avera. Says the Gemara, V'chizechad Amarava Amarachmanu Utevachai Oymecharai. You shechted it or you sold it. It doesn't say, Umecharai. There's an extra Aleph, Oymecharai. We're comparing Tevicha to Mechira. Ma Mechira Al Yedei Acher. Just like selling is through someone else. So too, shechting is through someone else that there's yeshliach advaravera by shechting. Another source, the Bei Rabbi Shmuel Tana, oy l'rabbi The word oy includes the shliach. Oy kiyigna v'shar oy se utvachay The word oy is marbe shliach. Meaning the first drasha is comparing to vicha to mechira. The second drasha is that word oy is extra. Debe Rabbi Shmuel Tana, excuse me, Debe Chizkiya Tana Tachas L'Rabbi Sasashliach. It says you pay shar tachas hashar. It could have said yeshalim b'shar tachas hashar implies that even a shliach. So the case is the reason why you're chayiv. Really, Rameir holds misa will patter you, but if the mishaleach told someone to shecht on Shabbos, so then the halacha is Rameir holds mishalim tashlumei arba v'chamisha. Says the Gemara, wait a second. If the, if the Mishaleach himself would have done it, he would have been Pater because of Kim Lebedaram, because of his uh, Chayiv Misa. So then, how could it be something that I would do, I would be Pater and I tell you to do it and I'm Chayiv? Maskafla Marzutra, Miikomidis, or anything that you will have that if he would have done Laim Chayiv, he would not be Chayiv. Va'avid Shliach or Machayiv, and the Shliach does it and he's Chayiv? Says, well, if he would have done it, it's not that he's not chayiv, it's just that he wouldn't have had to pay because of kimle b'dirabamine. But when the other guy does it, there is no kimle because the other guy is chayiv misa, but it's like he is, uh, you're chayiv for the dalad v'hei. Says the Gemara, it's not that he wouldn't have been chayiv if he would have done it. So the Gemara is going to ask, if somebody else shechted it, why did the Rabbanon hold your pater? You might say, well, maybe the Rabbanon hold your pater because they hold Ein Shlech But the Gemara doesn't want to say that. We'll continue it from here next week. Thank you everybody for joining. I wish you all a wonderful night. Great blessing and success. Call to good night, good night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.